live, statewide, on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it. He caught it. Drake Stoops touchdown with Bob Stoops on the sideline. You gotta be kidding me! What a moment! It's the T Row in the morning show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Ball stolen, layup blocked by Shagwam. Get that out of here. Rock the Shagwam. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439 or sound off on the Law Offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution line at 405-329-9000. Casey Thompson back to pass under pressure. They got him! Danny Stutzman! It's a sack! Crossover, Cortez pivots in the paint. He'll shoot from there and he got it! He got it! It's the Bichon Show in Norman! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Inbounds to Ramey. Brooms, Longhorns! Brooms in your own place! 61-55, Texas Tech over Texas. Wow. Here they come, Sendrick trying to squeeze Blaney into the fence, and at age 23, Austin Sendrick has scored the Daytona 500 win. And we've got a dust-up right now. Jawan Howard and Greg Gard were going nose-to-nose, and now we got a problem. Popped up to short, Graham back, he's there, he's got it, and you can unhitch the wagon. Oklahoma takes two of three. Final score on Sunday night. It's Sooners six and Wolverines one. That's gone. Hello, history. Jocelyn Alo launches one over the batter's eye for number 95. Jocelyn Alo has tied Lauren Chamberlain for the most career home runs in the history of college softball. All right, it's good to be back in Oklahoma. Good morning, everybody. 7 o'clock hour on the T-Row in the Morning Show. Monday, February 21. Toby and TJ back with you. This show brought to you every day, every stinking day, by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Spring is right around the corner. Make sure you're set. Get you one of those bad boy mowers. I drove by there last night on the or yesterday afternoon, morning, I guess it was, on the way to Arlington. And I looked over, TJ, on the right side of I-35 there, on the uh, west side of I-35 by XOE. They got all the bad boys lined up out front. They got a bunch of them, man. Go check them out. Extreme Outdoor Equipment in Goldsby. They got a store in Newcastle as well. I want to talk some baseball coming up, but let's hold off a segment on that because I want to play Skip's postgame interview and everything. Uh, Two things. On the way home, Teddy and Gabe kept me awake, TJ, with the – podcast that they do and a couple of things i want to talk juan howard in a second but there is one part that just made me lol at midnight or whenever laugh out loud he says yeah well yeah it's it's the shorthand the kids use these days lol it made me do that hang on i'm gonna sneeze talk to the people for a second tj uh toby's gonna sneeze real quick he lol'd at something over the (laughs) okay it's gone it's gone so Gabe had talked to somebody over in the football office and was relaying to Teddy that the players are loving Schmitty. 
and you have never heard two more crestfallen people in your life than Teddy and Gabe. They are so disappointed that the players are not wanting to quit or run into traffic. And, uh, being or put in hospital beds and filling lot. out their last will and testaments. <laughs> The news that the players are loving Schmitty is not what they want to hear at all. And every time I listen to the podcast, they're like, yeah, but wait, it's coming. Oh, it's coming. They don't even know yet. It's coming. Uh, last night, the same thing. Teddy was like, well, yeah, but it's this is the honeymoon. Schmitty's just trying to kiss up to him. He's, he's going to drop the hammer sooner or later. I It is such a fascinating phenomenon, this Schmitty thing. With the former players. Yes. About how they love him, but they absolutely want the current players to suffer as much as they They get. want tears. They want pain. Please, please make these kids cry. I, make them ache until they can't walk. Make them wish they were in their mother's arms. Make them see Jesus that they're in so much pain. <laughs> Like we did. Which, by the way, they all love Schmitty, too. All the former players love Schmitty. That's why they are so happy he came back. But they don't want the current guys to love him. They want him to hate him like they hated him when they were players. Well, just being a third party watching this from the periphery is really fascinating. It's as if they thought guys would just break down and not be able to even complete workouts because they're Quit. more manly than the kids of today. But they're finding out the kids of today probably better athletes than they were. Well, that's my point. I was going to ask you that. Is it possible? Two things. One, is it possible that kids coming out of high school today are better athletes, better shape, yes. better they, they lift weights and yes. condition in high school? more than they did 15, 20 years ago, and so they're more prepared for this. And on top of that, is it possible maybe the team we had here last year wasn't completely fat slobs? <laughs> like maybe a couple of them could run a 40 without needing a nap? No, no. Last year, no, that's last not year they were fat okay. slobs, yeah. Okay. But right. there's no doubt kids in today's world, Toughness is one thing. Like I, you know, you can compare uh, Teddy Lehman's toughness to some other kid coming up out of high school right now, and Teddy could be a lot tougher. But workout wise, how prepared they are is light years compared to guys in the early two thousands. It just is. Right. I mean, high school programs are completely different, built completely different. You've got companies now that cater to kids starting when they're 10 11 years old youth performance here that advertises with yeah. us that right. trains kids starting at you know whatever age and just train them and so kids today yeah are completely different coming into college i think and than, maybe schmitty has changed a little bit well the rules years, have changed knows. for him too and yeah, what he can true. do and how much he can do and so uh, he's not going to be able to put guys through that's devastating the same type news. of workouts that he could back in the you know two thousand and two or two thousand three. That's devastating it news for the former players if this is not going to be as wretched as it was for them because they really want it to be. <laughs>
Anyway, that was one thing that made That's me funny. laugh. That's funny. That is funny. Dead, dead. I'm hearing, and I don't even know how to process this, but I'm hearing the players love Schmitty. What? How's that possible? Well, you just wait, Gabe. It's coming. He's gonna drop the. He's gonna drop the hammer. Wait till August, and it's a hundred and five. <laughs> it's coming. Pain train's coming. He's probably right. It probably is coming. <laughs> it probably is coming. The other thing is this Jawan Howard thing. So you've seen it by now, right? Yeah. You saw I was Jawan actually Howard and... watching this game yesterday. Left to go run some errands. It was in the middle of the game when I left. You know, we just had, I had it on, just was doing stuff around the house. And then I get back, and the whole world's gone nuts over Michigan, Wisconsin. I'm like, dang, I left the house. What did I miss? And of course, then I see everything. But man, what a mess! If you if you uh, were under a rock yesterday or uh, whatever, uh, Michigan and Wisconsin played a college basketball game. It was at Wisconsin. Wisconsin beat them bad. Uh, Wisconsin was up 15 with like 15 seconds to go. And Michigan's pressing them, which a little bit weak to be pressing, but you're down, whatever. Wisconsin's having a hard time with their backups getting the ball across half court. So Greg Gard calls a timeout. Up 15 with 15 seconds left. He calls a timeout. And Jawan Howard takes exception to this. Has you know, shouts some words down from the sideline at him from his bench. Game ends. We go through the handshake line. Jawan Howard, like, lays back. Usually the head coach is the first one through the line. Jawan Howard lays back. He's, like, the last one through the line for Michigan. And on his way back, or on his way through the line, he says to Greg Gard, I'll remember that. To which Greg Gard stops him and starts to try to explain what he did. But when he stops him, he puts his hands on Jawan, and Jawan did not like that at all. Don't put your don't touch me. Don't put your hands on me. He says, he grabs, he points at guard and grabs his shirt, and then a Donnybrook breaks out. Everybody starts jumping in. There's pushing and shoving, and at some point, Jawan Howard, the head coach of Michigan, takes a swipe. <laughs> I'm like, gonna stop short of calling it a punch because it was open handed. It wasn't a punch. It, it was, was like a whack a mole. It, it was like a, a head's yeah. popping up in a group of heads, and it's a whack a mole. Whack. It was a Wisconsin assistant that was on the business end of Jawan Howard's open-handed swipe. Giant, massive hand. It had malintent. I mean, he didn't close his fist, but he was definitely yes. trying to do harm. Absolutely. Uh, what Greg Gard had been shuffled to the back of the pack at that point, and so it was the assistant that took the whack upside the head. He's going to live. But the point is this. Jawan Howard's in trouble. Now... Give me your opinion on what should happen here, Teach. Maybe a, a suspension. Now, there's a lot of people screaming for his job. I don't think he should be fired. Um, it was not a good look. It was very immature. It started, uh, you know, just complete debacle of a situation with the way he handled it and his whole "Don't touch me, I'm a grown man." Uh, it, it was it was ridiculous. But I do not think he should be fired. Um, one, two game suspension, whatever it is. Yeah, I can see that, but, uh, there's a lot of people calling for his job right now. And I, I don't agree with that. I, Tell I, me why you don't think he should be fired. Um, it was open-handed. 
and uh, that guy <laughs> did difference. look annoying. So uh, <laughs> no, it it got to be just a out of control, heated situation. Emotions. He lost his emotions, and, and it got the best of him. But I, I don't know. I, I looked at the the kind of the swiping slap, the way that it was different than a straight up close fist square him up and punch him in the nose. I guess. I don't even know if I'd want him fired then. Um, I kind of liked it, I got to admit. I kind of liked two teams going at it like that and uh, not liking one another and the, the coaches getting involved and getting held back. But So, I, I don't know. I just – I don't think it's enough to be fired. I just went to Wikipedia to look up Jawan Howard's coaching record. Mm-hmm. And somebody has changed his name on here under coaching staff, <laughs> uh, under head coach. It says world's sorest loser <laughs> Wikipedia. instead of Jawan Howard. <laughs> <laughs> he was um, definitely a baby. He was definitely in the wrong. Yeah. Um, no- I've been told Greg Gard is a real pistol. Now I'm not I'm not going to justify anything cuz I'm about to give you my opinion on Jawad Howard, but I've been told Greg Gard I mean, I'm with Jawad Howard in this regard. Calling timeout in a 15-point game with 15 seconds left, if you're afraid your team's going to turn it over, then turn it over and talk about it in film session. That's silly. But so he had a right to be irritated at that. And I don't think I don't think Guard, from what I've heard, is the most likable guy out there. But you can't do that. You can't do that. If they had just come together and had heated words and maybe needed to be separated, you know, maybe if if it was the pointing and one guy grabbed another by the shirt or whatever. I mean, that's that's okay. That's not, but maybe there's still a suspension at that point. But you shouldn't act that way. But sometimes handshake lines, you know, get a little sideways. That's why they don't do it in the NBA. People are mad that they just lost. I remember uh, Coach K when we were out in Anaheim, TJ. Um, they lost to Oregon the game before Oregon played Oklahoma. I don't know if you remember this, but... An Oregon kid, I think, scored instead of just dribbling the clock out at the end. And Coach K stopped him to tell him he shouldn't have done that. Do you remember this? And it became a little bit of a dust-up. Not nothing big, just like, dude, quit. you coach your own team. Mm-hmm. You know, That's one thing. Coaches disagree about whatever, and they exchange words. That happens all the time. Billy Tubbs has told some great stories through the years about the handshake line. You can't throw a punch at someone or whatever you want to call that. You can't do that. You can't. Woody Hayes got fired for throwing a punch. You you can't you can't take a swing. As a as a player you certainly can't do it and you most certainly can't as a head coach. I don't think they're going to fire him cuz he went 23 and 5 last year. If he was in trouble already. They absolutely would use this as an excuse. Oh, to without let a him doubt. Go. Yes. 
Yeah, without and, a doubt. And maybe they will anyway because it is highly embarrassing for the University of Michigan. But he is one of their all-time greats. He did go 23-5 and last year. I think he'll get suspended maybe for the rest of the regular season, and that's probably all that will happen. But for those who argue he should be fired, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, you can't, as a college head coach in any sport, take a swing at someone. I heard Teddy and Gabe argue when they heard they saw things in practice between football coaches getting in fights and things like that. That's fine. That's practice, man. That's your own team, and that's practice. You can't get on the field. If, if, if Lincoln Riley, or if Brent Venables, sorry, slip up. If Brent Venables went across the field for a handshake and Mike Gundy or Dave Aranda or whoever took a swing at him, come on now. Like, I can't even think of other comparable occasions in sports history other than Woody Hayes where something like this has happened. Can you? Taking a swing at another coach? Um, There's been some pretty big dust-ups in the NBA and stuff, but I don't remember a coach swinging or making contact The malice of the palace was players. Well, that was players. I'm just saying there's been, like you said, that's why they don't do it anymore. There's been heated words and stuff, like you've said, exchanged. I don't remember remember, like Chuck Daly ever taking a swing on somebody or anything. So as heated as he would get after a game. Nobody's in the hospital. Nobody got hurt. Everything ended up okay. I'm not saying he should be fired. I don't think he will be fired. But I don't think the argument's crazy. Uh, 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 completely across the line for Jawan Howard. And, and I don't think Greg Gard is completely innocent in this either. So I hope Wisconsin and Michigan meet in the Big Ten tournament. Oh, wouldn't that be outstanding, TJ? Ugh. 721, we'll talk baseball next. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. T-Row in the morning show on the ref this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Listing your home for $899. Those uh, Same service as you'll get from any other realtor, but... They do it for much, much less, $899. Check them out online, saxonrealtygroup.com, or give them a call, 405-361-3380. Once you uh, save all that money, Terry will give you a big, giant check showing you just how much he put in your pocket. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Toby, you are absolutely gifted at everything you do on air. Baseball is just a more relaxed place, and you can tell how much you enjoy it. Have a great day, guys. Jeff in Burleson. Wow. Thank you, Jeff. I appreciate that. I'm not sure it's accurate, but it's very nice of you. Uh, Jim in Arlington says, Toby, thank you for the shout-out last night. I really enjoyed the call. OU Baseball had a great weekend, taking two of three with the only loss coming to Arizona, who beat up every team they played. So no shame in that. Your pitching looks really great. Just need to get the bats going. It's going to be a great year. My man Jim in Arlington was there. He brought the headphones. He sat right behind our dugout last night, listening to the in-stadium FM signal. 
Appreciate it, Jim. Always, uh, always listening in. Sooner baseball, softball, football, basketball, everything. Great fan. This one says, Toby, what's up, what's up with the walkie-talkie pitch call that you reported? So that's a new thing this year in college baseball. I think we talked about this last week, didn't we, T? Uh, I've talked about it. I don't know if we talked about okay. it on air, but yes, I believe we did. So this year, pitching coaches or whoever calls the pitches, it's it's the head coach for Oklahoma, uh, can send the call directly to the ear of the catcher. The catcher's wearing an IFB or an earpiece, and the uh, coach just has a walkie-talkie, and they uh, call, you know, fastball low and away or curveball or uh, whatever, changeup, whatever, directly to the catcher. The catcher lays down the sign to the pitcher. Here we go. The effort is to speed up the game, and I like it. Now, there are some some things we do to speed up the game that I think take away from the game. I have no love affair with the time it takes for a coach to signal in a call to the catcher, the catcher to look at the wristband, the catcher to then signal the call to the pitcher, the pitcher to look at the wristband and release a pitch. Uh, that is not – I have no traditional sentiment there with me. If we can get the call in quicker and the time between pitches is lessened, I'm a fan. So that's a new thing in college baseball this year, and we saw it this weekend. Skip had a walkie-talkie. Tim Hudson for Auburn had the walkie-talkie for them, and they were calling pitches right to their catcher. Now, here's something I asked about that I think is interesting. I said, is there a cutoff for the walkie-talkie? You know in the NFL when a coach – calls the play or talks to the uh, quarterback, the headset cuts off with 15 seconds on the uh, Mm -hmm. play clock. And I was told no. I was told at any time the coach can say whatever they want to the catcher, which maybe that will never be a factor, but it is curious. Like if a play is unfolding, could the coach hop on and say throw to third or throw to second or – you know what I mean? Like if uh, I, I don't even know what the occasion would be, but it doesn't sound like it has to be before the pitch. It sounds like at any point they could hop on. Maybe the catcher wouldn't want that, but there is no limit, I guess, is my point. But that's not what it's intended for. It's just intended to send in the pitches. You got a problem with it? No, as far as that part of the game, if that could speed that up a little bit, I'm fine with it, too. There's nothing there that I'm sitting there like uh, this is unnecessary and a part of the game. I, I, we got so silly with extravagant color wheels and numbering systems. And I know at OU, they were printing out a different card for every inning. And everybody would have to change out their wristbands between every inning. Uh, and maybe you think that's romantic to try to be stealing the signals from the opponent and all that kind of stuff. I don't know. I think it's just a little... I, if we could shave... 10, 15 minutes off a game, I got no problem with that at all. I think it's okay. I just got a text from someone that said, I guess Long Beach, their pitchers are wearing like the giant, I'm guessing an Apple Watch or a big watch that they get their calls in on. So The pitchers? Yeah. He's waiting. Huh. He said he would send a picture of it. So he said it was that a really it. big watch. Sounds Man, weird. I, don't, I, I didn't know that was a part of um, I wonder if that's legal across the board. 
Let's see here what else we've got on the text line. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line, BA Boomer, you need to get Schmitty on the show in the morning and or have a remote and have Toby go through a workout. I ain't going through a workout. No. <laughs> you crazy? We can't make it through a workout. We are not 18-year-old no. no. trained athletes. No. Schmitty would kill me. <laughs> I'd love to have him on. I, I don't remember Schmitty doing interviews. Um, do you ever remember hearing Schmitty do an interview? Would when Bob oh, was here or anything? Um, not no, not that I recall. I mean, that would be great. I mean, we'll certainly ask, but I don't think Schmitty's a big interview guy. And no, I'm not. Listen, whoever that was that texted that in, please, if you understood that as to say I could do a Schmitty workout, we got to get you some uh, Q-tips. I'm significantly overweight, 48 years old, and I've had a back surgery. <laughs> I couldn't make it to the workout with having, without having to sit down. To so, no, I, I, I'm not. I'm not saying anything about Schmitty doesn't have tough workouts. I'm just laughing at Teddy and Gabe and all the former players that are just hoping that the current players die from how hard this is. And they're disappointed that there aren't more tears and hospitalizations at this point. Um, I just got sent a Twitter link. And I guess the SEC is doing this, too. It says, here's some explanation on Vanderbilt's new electronic pitch-calling bands from today's SEC network broadcast. All nine players wear one. Pitchers weren't allowed to wear them before this season, but Vandy's, uh, Vandy's catchers do not give the pitcher any signs. Goal is to enhance pace of play, and it's a video attached with the Twitter. And the Vandy pitcher, oh, after each pitch, me. will look down at his wrist. He folds his wrist inward, looks down at it to get the call, and then, pit, and then throws the pitch. So I'll, I'll try to... At yeah, send Mac, that to me. At Max Hertz Talks is the Twitter feed they sent this from. I'll see if I can get it over to you. So, yeah, they're wearing bands, it looks like, in the SEC to get but the ball. Now, I wonder if that's legal across college baseball. I don't or, know. Like, you know, sometimes they have experimental things in these opening weekends. But mm-hmm. Vandy played OSU. It wasn't like some event or anything. By the way, OSU won two of three at Vanderbilt to open the year. How about that? Um. Well, if they're doing that and Long Beach is doing that, then everybody's going to be doing that if it's allowed. That uh, time, TJ, right now, go right now and invest in whatever company that is because it's about to be everywhere. Every college baseball coach in America is going to read the story you're reading right now and say, we're not getting an edge on us. Yeah, I just got a text saying right, the, the catcher needs to know the call, too. They've got the band on, too. They just don't make the call. So the catcher can see what's called. He just doesn't call it is what this is how it's explained here. So, yeah. Hmm. I wonder if the pitcher can still shake. <laughs> huh. No, I don't feel comfortable with that one, Coach. All right, uh, Skip's postgame thoughts after a win last night over Michigan next. The Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. Biggest pitch of this game so far coming up right here. The 3-2 from Atwood. Got him! Looking! And a fist pump from Carson Atwood. 
as he makes his way to the Sooner dugout, inning over. Atwood strikes out Burton looking to end the top of the fifth. The Wolverines strand two. Coach, first off, congratulations. I know there's a lot to be happy about tonight, but how about your pitching? 11 strikeouts and no walks. Yeah, I thought uh, Chaz set the tone. He was getting ahead of counts. And then he had a little scuffle in there. But, he, you know, he went out and released it, stuff that we talk about, taking it one pitch at a time, and, and started throwing really good. And I thought Miller was outstanding. You know, his first time to be in this arena and in this environment was really good. And so the same thing with Chaz. And so, uh, uh, you know, one of the biggest out in, in the whole deal was uh, Carter with a two-run lead, one of their three or four old hitters up, left on lefty and come in and get a ground ball for us and uh, get us in, get it to Goblin. When we separated the game in the ninth, that was, or in the bottom of the eighth, that was huge. I mean, it, it's always big to do that. Opportunistic tonight offensively, only five hits. But one of the things you said in the preseason is you wanted to be more aggressive on the base pass, you had five stolen bases tonight, Coach. Yeah, it was really good. I thought those guys done a good, you know, with Coach Van Hook and Coach Willis uh, uh, run the offense. They want to be relentless and, and do those things. And, uh, uh, and you got to go, got to empower those guys to do what they do. And, uh, uh, and I thought that was really good. Last question. I know you want to get home, Coach, but you win two of three this weekend at this prestigious event. What does this mean for your club early in the season? Well, it's a good sign that we've come into a big environment like this and play with a with a bad loss in between, and they bounced back. Even though yesterday, you know, it was five to two, you know, it's five nothing. They they fought back, get two runs, get a big hit there. It might be five four. Then we go put a goose egg up in the fifth and uh, or the fourth, and uh, uh, come back and get another run, make it five three. And I mean, it just showed a lot of uh, uh, what the clubs made out of and the characters they have and the, and the fight they have. And that's a good sign. All right, way to go, Skip. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, um, a couple of things, and then I'm going to ask you, TJ, what you thought about opening weekend. I I don't know how much you got to watch or listen to because of your Eric Church obligations, but I'm sure it's some, so be prepared. I'm going to ask you your thoughts so far. One, I watched the video on the watches. I don't know how I feel about that. I feel like... Now, maybe this is being hypocritical from the walkie-talkie thing, but I feel like the catcher relaying the sign to the pitcher is still a necessary part of the game because of the, you know, trying to steal pitches at second base and everything. I don't know how I feel about the whole watch thing. First off, they're a lot bigger than I thought they were going to be. Yes. Like computers on their wrists. It's like, I don't know why it needs to be so big. Why wouldn't an Apple Watch just work? If you want to, if you want to, if you want the catcher to wear one of those and you send it to the catcher and then he relays it to the pitcher, I don't know. I feel like missing the step of the catcher sending the pitch to the pitcher is taking away something from baseball. Am I wrong about that? No. And it would be awkward. You know, that, that video only showed the pitcher, but. They're all wearing it, so it would look awkward after every pitch that every player on the field looking down at their wrist like that mm-hmm. instead of paying attention to the catcher and what's being called. So I, I think I'm with you. And it seems like the walkie-talkie would be faster anyway. Like, you know, you just signal it in real quick, and he just signals it. And instead of everybody looking down and reading their watch and making sure they're reading it correctly, and I, I don't know. that I don't think I like the watch part of it either. 
that just I reserve the right to change my mind on that. But my first reaction was I winced when I saw it. Okay, here's something I learned yesterday. You know, the Big 12 tournament is going to Arlington this year. And have you stayed at the Lowe's Hotel there at the Texas Live? I have not. I have not, no. Okay. It, you know, it's attached, or it's right yes, next door. Yes, yes. They're building another one, by the way, uh, another 800-room Lowe's Hotel right next to it. They changed the name of, uh, you know this, I didn't. They've changed the name of uh, Globe Life Park to Choctaw Stadium now, which just is really weird. But anyway. So the Lowe's Hotel is there, and um, teams were staying at it uh, this week, and it's just uh, so incredibly convenient for everybody, for a fan, for a team. You just walk out of your hotel and you walk, like, across. I mean, it's just, like, I don't know. I don't know how many steps. It's just right next door. You walk out of the hotel and you walk right into the stadium. It's more convenient than Bricktown, TJ. It's unbelievable. So I was like, well, are the Big 12 teams, the eight teams that make the Big 12 tournament, are they all staying at that hotel? And they said, no, they, they can't do that. That's too many rooms. So the top four seeds all get to stay there, which I think is kind of cool. Oh, kind of a reward thing, yeah. Yeah. You know, top four seeds, you get to stay at the lows, and you can just walk back and forth from your room to the games. The others, I'm sure, won't be staying far away. I mean, there's other hotels, you know, right around there. There's a Hilton. There's a Sheridan. But you've got to get on a bus or, you know, I don't know. It's a mile walk or something if you want to. But but that's kind of cool. Don't you think that the top four seeds get to stay right there next to the stadium? Very cool, very cool, uh, kind of like a, you know, a treat almost, a special reward yeah, for what you've done throughout the, the season and shoot for because it does make it extremely convenient. So Now uh, here's something that's going to irritate you. You ready? Uh-oh. Texas said, ah, forget that. We're not, we're not going to risk it. Texas on their own went and bought – a block of rooms for their team at, at the Lowe's. At the Lowe's Hotel? For the Big, for the Big 12 tournament. So oh, if, hey. they're not, if they're not a top four seed, they're still staying there because they're Texas. Typical Texas. <laughs> Isn't that just the most Texas thing It's the thing most Texas ever thing ever, yes. <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't like uh, – the old ballpark, you know, they're doing something over there to where I think they're going to have apartments and stuff in there. I'm surprised they didn't uh, buy their own Airbnb or something across the street. Yeah. Okay, what do you think so far? Two and one, beat Auburn, beat Michigan, lost to Arizona. What do we think so far? Uh, so far, I like the aggressiveness on the base pass. It even uh, has some guys, you know, trying to stretch some things out a couple of times this weekend. I don't mind that if you're delivering a timely hit clutch and you try to stretch out. Uh, one, I think, was a double to a triple. Uh, yeah, Trent I, Brown got thrown out at yeah, third, yeah. but he drove in two runs. Drove on. in two runs with it. I don't mind that at all. I like I like how aggressive they've been early, and it seems like, or from listening, uh, I didn't hear any of Saturday's game, but uh, did fri- uh, produce Friday's game and then heard a lot of you yesterday. Um, it sounds like we've got some very fiery guys on the mound early yes. on. So I like the attitude, it sounds like, 
that some of these guys are coming off the mound with a little bit of an attitude, and I like that from what I've heard so far. So um, I, the aggressive thing, I was like, I'll believe it when I see it. And early on in a few games here, it's it's playing out that way. They've been much more aggressive on the base. Oh, you so leads like the it. Big 12 like in it. stolen bases. Love it. Love it. When's the last time that happened? <laughs> I don't know if it ever has. <laughs> Blake Robertson, six foot five. Blake Robertson has three. He stole second and third yesterday. I think that's the Reggie Willits effect you're seeing there. I mean, he was the base running coach for the New York Yankees, mm-hmm. so kind of knows what he's doing here. They've got some speed. They've got some athleticism. And they're pushing it. They're running. They're hitting, running. They're taking extra bases when they can. I'm with you. We're late for a break. I want to add on to what you said, which is accurate, by the way, when we come back. It's a Monday edition of the T-Row in the Morning Show. Opinions. You've got them. We want to hear them. Sound off 24-7, 365 on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. WTJ back with you. Saxon Realty Group brings you this hour. Check them out for their eight ninety nine listing fee, 405-361-3380. Or you can check them out online, saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Fascinating listening to two workout gurus break down, critique, and analyze workouts. And then we must that that texture must be when, when did we analyze we break down or critique any workouts we were making fun of Gabe and Teddy for not being exactly. for being so disappointed that uh OU wasn't you know, the players weren't uh crying must be one of those uh tweeters that's obsessed with uh Schmitty's workouts too yeah i know how tough it is he's going to break these kids down <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't think Howard should be fired, but seriously, Michigan is pressing down 15. How is he going to be mad? Yeah, you need to back off, too, if uh, you're down 15 with 15 seconds left. Just let him get across half court and dribble the ball out and walk out, you know, go home. Yeah, so that's right. Uh, we've had a couple of those kind of same thing. How's he going to be mad if he's pressing? Uh, let's see. Good morning from was, Missouri. But, but, but I will say this. He was behind, not ahead, behind. I'm with you. Back out of the press. The game's over. But there's a difference between being ahead and behind and been pressing a 15-point game. Uh, this is a long text here. Let's see what this says here. Uh, good morning from Missouri. I know you guys don't do this very often, but I was wondering if I could get a shout-out to my wife, Tony, and my son, Hunter. We've had a pretty good weekend. My wife got to ring the bell after her last chemo radiation treatment on Friday after wow. her battle with stage 4 breast cancer, and my son signed a national letter of intent on Saturday to run cross-country the College of the Ozarks in Point Lookout, Branson, Missouri. Have a great day. Boomer Sooner, wow. Missouri Sooner. Yeah, big shout-out to Tony and Hunter. Those are congratulations great. great on both All ends. around. Yes. Tony, congratulations. Um... We wish you, well, congratulations on making it to ring the bell. That's, I can't even imagine. I'm not even going to pretend to imagine what you've been through. And we wish you nothing but the best going forward. And then exciting news for Hunter as well. So, absolutely. Shout out Missouri Sooner and his family. Yeah, big time weekend. Uh, Shout out. Let's see here. So, are we sure the batter cannot hear what the pitching coach says to the catcher <laughs> wouldn't that be great if the volume was too high <laughs> no i'm not sure 
we'll have to talk to some of the players about this thing. Maybe maybe it's overmodulated a little bit, and you can hear a fastball coming. I think maybe that was going on with Arizona. I think Arizona may have been stealing the frequencies of the walkie-talkies because they were hitting everything, man, <laughs> every team they played this weekend. Uh, Victor has texted in and he called me very mad at you wanting to know where your top five has been. I said he may have already given up on it. Uh, he gives up on things quickly, uh, Victor, but I'll ask uh, on air because he was he was not happy with me when he called in during that last commercial break. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. I, I, hang in there, Victor. I got one for you today. Hang in there. <laughs> All right. Give me your thoughts on the baseball team. You saw them with your own eyes Sunday, and then I think you watched the flow broadcast. Yeah. Yeah. I watched every game. Um, Slow start at the bat. To win two of three and hit under 200 is pretty impressive. Uh, Peyton had the home run on Friday, but other than that, uh, not a great weekend for him. I mean, he had the game-winning home run, so still a great weekend. But I think he hit 214 for the weekend. Uh, So they didn't put up a ton of runs. Three, four, and six. But... Very, I think though, I think I'm not too worried about that. Like, I know Peyton Graham's going to hit. Uh, Kate Horton didn't get a hit this weekend. He's going to hit. Uh, I think they're going to be okay in that regard. Very excited about what I saw on the mound. Jake Bennett looked great on Friday. Chaz Martinez looked great yesterday. I thought David Sandlin even looked good. He just had one inning ran into that Arizona buzzsaw. But I, I liked him as well. Uh, Griffin Miller was dominant last night out of the bullpen. Sunloft Campbell looked good on Friday, and Campbell again last night. Godman has looked really good early on. Carson Atwood only got one out, but he was throwing smoke. Um, some of these new guys we haven't seen before I thought were very impressive, so... Excited about the arms early on. Uh, well, I'll continue this next hour. Back after this.